What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! Teams are the heart and soul of every company. And if you listen to Adobe's new podcast, The Power of Teamwork, you'll hear about why they're so important. Hosted by Adobe's Garrett Schwartz, The Power of Teamwork explores how collaboration fuels success through real-life stories across various industries. You'll even hear some of it firsthand from guests at HelloFresh, Gooder Sunglasses, Amazon's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and more. So listen and subscribe to The Power of Teamwork on Spotify now. Forever! Dog. Denzel has a quote about this movie um, about how he didn't work a lot after this because the first three movies an actor makes defines who you are. So he was determined not to like um, uh, make another movie do, like that. Yeah, do another one. So it's like, so apparently, like, um, it's like I got he my didn't name work for out. a long time. Because, like, because it was 81. I, I mean, but like, soldier but story. by his own, like, he was like, I'm yes, yes. not. Okay, a soldier yeah. story came out in 84, and that was probably his second movie. Because I just remember his, his, um, his son talked so about it all the time. It was three, three years. Three years. Yeah. Which is, a, which is a lot, a long time when you, when you're, like, in it. <laughs> and you, could you imagine, you made a movie, and you're, like, a co like, movie, and you if don't we work. don't make another TV show for three years, we're going to feel like... Oh my God! Are we ever gonna make another TV show? You know, but are you then, ever gonna work? But then God. you look at Denzel's career, and you know, you're like, whatever. Three that was nothing. That he, you know, but it definitely feels like a super long time. <laughs> when you guys watch comedies like these, do you ever like look at look at your own work and go, what am, am I doing? Am I am I messing up? <laughs> wait and what wait do you mean, I mean like I, do you mean like i'm making the wrong kinds of jokes yeah am i making the wrong kinds of jokes am i uh is this is this good or am i just leaning on just old stereotypes like do you ever go like uh-oh <laughs> i mean i mean i think about that i think about that you I'd say the hard part is I don't know the balance. Like, I don't know what is okay and what is not. Like, I think, you know, of course you don't want to offend anybody, but you also want to be able to make jokes that, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that are funny. But so what is it? What is it? Once you become woke, you can't become unwoke. So the problem is, is like some of the jokes you would have made, even if they weren't super offensive, it's like, oh shit, is this bad? And then it ends up like, I don't know, man. I think about the podcast all the time. Like those early episodes. There were times while I was watching this where I I did have the exact thought of like, oh, this is something that I find funny, but I don't think like Giraffe find, would find this particular joke funny. <laughs> you know, like just because like we there are things that like I've joked about that you haven't directly called out, but then later you'll talk about the types of things that are funny, the types of things that just aren't funny, and it'll be <laughs> the examples will be. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely joked about, it. and I'll be like, "Oh, uh, okay." <laughs> when does this he happen? Doesn't think that's funny. He's say not like saying he doesn't think it's funny to my face, <laughs> but <laughs> well, when does that turn happen? Like there, like there are certain things where, like, 
I have never been a woke police person until recently. Like I, this podcast, honestly, I felt like I listened to before this. I tried to play back some of the Blazing Saddles podcast, and I'm like, there's certain moments where I'm like, yo, this is this is wild. But you change. I mean, I don't know. I feel yeah. like as long as you don't still agree to the same thing, maybe. What about yeah, you, and even, but even in the context <laughs> of like specifically within the context of this movie, and we'll, we'll t- probably talk about it more once we get into it. But specifically within the context of this movie, I was like, I still find that joke funny. I don't like this movie, <laughs> but, but like that particular joke is hitting me in a way that I'm like, ah, oh, but I do like this. I like when people you know, call out a thing that's a thing that's not funny. Like the thing itself is not funny, but like calling it out uh, in, 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 in a manner that like highlights how ridiculous it is that this is a thing that happens in real life. I, I, I find stuff like that funny, <laughs> you know? I get that. Yeah. I get that. It's, t- it's tough for me. Cause like, there are certain things where I'm like, uh, I'm like, Oh man, am I just, am I, there are certain jokes that feel like everybody makes them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and like, just like, like, like with the chicken and the basketball and, and I'm just yeah. like, you know, and I'm just like, ah, but I, I, and I see it and I, and I'm like, that's dumb. And then I realize I've done it too. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like we out here making, and I'm like, oh no, like we're making all these jokes that are just, you know, it's just like a carbon copy. It, Why you? Why don't, why you? Don't pause. Like you definitely had more to say. Why you? No, sorry. I'm just having. I was having this. I I was gonna say something. But I, I just had this really profound moment because I just realized, like, holy crap, we've been passed down this lineage of racist jokes, and you know, when we make them, it's just a carbon copy. Huh. So wait, are you? Are you trying to? <laughs> no, Are I just really to... think we need a we need to like, you know, we you need to reflect on that. And let me Google what line I'm gonna say when we start. To... <laughs> All right, I know. I, sorry, I, I, uh... no, you're right. No, I know. Not, I know. No, 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 no. We're you not know, we're in the code open I, with this. No, no, I, no. We're you're not right, starting right? yet. No, well, no. I, and I'm definitely not gonna say it again. Absolutely not. I refuse to be a carbon <laughs> copy. You need to stop. <laughs> I hate the confidence you feel when you do it. I think that's the thing. <laughs> I think that's the thing about it. It's like, don't look away. <laughs> Whatever, man. Just... Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock. James the Third. Drop Milligan. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! I'm Jewish, my son is black, and my lawyer smokes pot. Don't tell me I'm not in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) The IMDb quotes are mostly Walter Whitney's lines. Of course. (laughs) He is the the main character. (laughs) He is the star of the the movie. (laughs) But I had a Denzel quote. After it happened, Kat was like, that should be your opener. I was like, you're right. That is funny. And I forgot it. (laughs) <laughs> are you serious <laughs> so, I just fully forgot I didn't write it down I didn't make a note I just <laughs> um, but here we are is that on the IMDB page or quotes <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all the 
there's not a single. I think there, there's maybe two Roger jokes on the IMDb page, but they're all like super racist. Not that what I just said wasn't <laughs> <laughs> problematic in and of itself, but anyway, oh, I just didn't want to say I do love chicken, you know. <laughs> God, I didn't want to say that, you know. Uh, yeah, fair, I didn't want to say enough. you can teach. <laughs> Wait, what's this? What's this one? He says, uh, "You can teach me how to do this, and I can teach you how to pick a lock." Was that? Yeah, yeah, that was a line. Yeah, that, that was a line. Uh, yeah. All right. So. Well, uh, for those of you who don't know, this very frustrating voice <laughs> is Jonathan Braylock. <laughs> ah, this excited voice is Gerard Milligan, and this also excited voice is James the Third. We review podcasts of leading black actors and sometimes white men um, to talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Today, we uh, uh, th- uh, thanks to James III and Gerard. Yeah, thanks to me. I, 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 who listen. told us to watch? Um, I am not ashamed of suggesting this movie. <laughs> who told us to watch that Gina Davis movie? Who was suggesting was that? The, um, I think that was oh, also me. Oh, never mind. I, I was trying to help you out. I think I think Lunkus Can Night was, was also me. And then and then maybe Bray misremembered <laughs> that. Like I think maybe Bray thought that Samuel Jackson was the lead. Yeah. But I had well, I never the problem seen with it. that was the problem with that was I had seen Lunkus Good Night. Yes, and you I had just, seen it. F- and I just made Samuel Jackson. And I was made of that poster. <laughs> This was just Denzel Washington's first movie. And I said, can you believe the premise of Denzel Washington's first movie? We have to review it. I, I, there's no shame. I, of, of course, George Siegel is the lead. Like, that's fine. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about Denzel's first movie. I thought, because right. I want, I, I back, I back James. I thought it was like shared, you know, a little bit more, but, but I'm very, I'm, yeah. I'm very interested. Yeah. Like trading places like, shared. You know, they're co-leads, but yeah, he just put Denzel on the poster because he's famous. Yeah, they're not. Uh, <laughs> uh, Denzel is true. Anyway, barely. Anyway, this film came out in 1981. <laughs> Here's something we just need to say off the bat about movies from the 80s. I think this I think this decade is trash. Um, <laughs> the, the whole <laughs> decade? <laughs> I, I really do. And look, there's <laughs> obviously there are redeeming moments from it. You have Eddie yes, Murphy. Yes, my birth. <laughs> you, it, yeah, yeah. We, we were we were all born in the '80s, but I don't care. This Beckett is still pretty trash <laughs> in terms of culture. Like, yes, Michael Jackson was uh, had a lot of great albums in the '80s. You know, you had sure the birth of, of rap, and and there's some there's some good stuff that came out of it, but a lot of it I don't like. I don't like that people like it. I hate that there was a show called I Love the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> the the movies the are... 80s, we wouldn't have Stranger Things. <laughs> we wouldn't have Stranger Things without the 80s. <laughs> uh, the, the movies are generally racist. And, and in 80s comedies, um, they love a rape joke. Oh, um, They really do. They stay on rape could, jokes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> this they, movie... Opens with a rape joke. Yo, this movie I opens with a rape them. joke, and then yeah, and then they don't them. let it go. <laughs> they don't let it go. <laughs> they're like they're like this one instance, I'm and then you, what man. are all the, the other things scene, we can do? In the next scene, they talk about this. it again with just two dudes this time. Man, oh wow. Um, but um, anyway, 
so you know that's that anyway this film it was uh written by stanley shapiro who i believe is is a jewish man i'm and he wrote a lot of old school movies like he's old school hollywood he wrote a lot of cary grant movies so like there's a type of humor in there that just like it feels familiar and and because I already know Gerard eventually will bring up Blazing Saddles, there is a Mel Brooks <laughs> type of feel to it. It's not Mel Brooks, but that's I think that's why. It's just like old, like kind of older, you know, Jewish style comedy, um, which can be funny at times. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> I know. You're already, like already defending. Already, <laughs> I just say one thing about it again. Listen, <laughs> setting up the argument points. <laughs> Listen. this this movie stars george siegel and denzel washington um it made nine million dollars i don't know how much it cost uh it's uh (laughs) i don't know how much it doesn't say it's like a 42 percent on rotten tomatoes let me see wow right it makes sense it makes sense i'm shocked there are things shocked that it's that there are things with but here's the thing rotten tomatoes pulls from like it doesn't actually have a real tomato meter it's a 42 percent audience score and like i don't know who's like anyway it, this is so old that it doesn't really have a real you know rating right um it's and it's also not a popular film like this movie was never really popular mm-hmm. uh and it's about uh this 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 successful executive, Walter Whitney, who finds out who's who's in an unhappy marriage. His wife won't have sex with him. And he finds out that he uh, that's that's I'm, that's literally the premise. <laughs> <Yeah>. of the- <laughs> he, he, fi- he finds out that he has a, a son. Uh, uh, who's black. And it's Denzel Washington. <laughs> And so then he decides, all right, let me bring home this son. We'll talk about why. Uh, it's not very clear. Um, and then his life is ruined because he has a black son and he doesn't want to disown him. And so he becomes he becomes black in the, in the you process. Know, before we start, I just want to yeah. shout out. I do. Before we really start, before we start, this movie definitely has problems, especially when it comes to the rape jokes, which I will never defend. But I just want to—I want to bring up Michael Schultz, um, who's a black man who directed this movie. He directed Cooley High. That's right. He directed Car Wash. Oh. He directed Scavenger Hunt. He directed Busting Loose, and he directed The Last Dragon. Now, when I get into this movie, I am going to say a couple of things, and I want to again—I will never defend those jokes. But the nuances given to the black and white discussion, I think, are better than Blazing Saddles because, and it's and it's funny because I know Bray was like before we got on, a white dude is the lead of this movie, and normally I would never want to review a movie with a white dude as lead. But I am happy about every pitfall this white dude has to go through, and I'm happy that he, I'm happy that the black guy isn't the one who has to like constantly confront racism. You know what I mean? And I think that is my biggest gist of why I hate Blazing Saddles so much is that the crux of that joke is this black guy is the 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 sheriff of this town. Oh my God. Whereas this movie here, 
And one of my theories about why it makes it so like polarizing is not, again, I guess I'm going to say my, my, my opening thoughts. I don't think it's good, but I think what makes it so hard is that this discussion about black people infiltrating white culture, I think is so real even today. Like I just, I worked on this show for YouTube and recently Mark Cuban talked about what makes it so hard is that when you have rich white people and you're talking about like what is going on with people of color, they are so far removed from it. It's like at the end of the day, you could talk about wanting to help somebody out, but if you are not seeing the struggle and the the disconnect, if you don't even feel the the differences in lifestyle on a daily basis, all you see is something that may come and take away your livelihood. And like in this movie, I think the bad guy, the 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 boss, the stepdad, whatever, says, "I'm not a bigot. I'm a realist." And there's something about that statement that I think still plays today when it comes to white people, rich white people in particular, or even white people who don't know people in the LGBTQ plus community who don't know Latinos, who don't know. Like, it's like, I'm not a bigot. It's just, I heard these things. I'm a real, we're not the ones who can change it, at least not yet. And so when I, when I think about this movie, and yes, I'm going to shit on Blazing Saddles this entire episode. I am going to, I am going to, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Which, which makes no to, sense. Yeah, to tell which you makes purpose. absolutely no sense because we're talking about Carbon Copy. If you let me finish talking, you let me finish a movie that was made in 1981 Right? If you let me finish talking, thank you. So like I said, there are comparisons to this movie and how it relates to race and comedy that I think comes from a Jewish point of view. And I think that makes sense on how we talk about what comedy is good and what comedy oh. is bad and how we discuss race and who should talk about race. That is why it will be compared. So if you let me finish my statement, you would have got that. So please, as we were. Yeah, I'm barely going to talk about Blazing Saddles because we're talking I about carbon I didn't say carbon you were. Copy. I said I was. <laughs> you don't have... You, okay. No I, one asked. I, I like, I don't know. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, so I didn't look up... I didn't look up who directed it, though. I was wondering why... I thought it was so interesting that just there was one moment in particular that stood out to me as being something that I was like, oh, would they have allowed this? It's when they go to Watts and and painted on um, the p- painted on the side of the building was um it was like death to the ruling class or like, yes, or death like, to the ruling class. Yeah. I was like, oh, that would would a white person have <laughs> been like, oh, that's interesting. Let's put that up in the background you know what i mean like i thought that was such a and they kept showing it um i just thought that was a nice like layer to to it as well of just like sort of being like yeah like we don't (laughs) this is how people feel over here that's interesting because i i i mean i feel like you could also take the opposite that like because this movie was for the white gaze they were going to put death to the ruling class as opposed to like death to whitey or death mm -hmm. to the police or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something else like it was they turned it into a class issue like this is about class and not I about mean, race to me it's yeah, a nuance yeah. that even they even wrote it into the movie period because I, I feel like most of these comedies especially if it is going to be about white people this movie is already a takedown of rich white men like and so to keep hitting the fact of like rich whiteness is a problem um i think my big issue is that <laughs> my big issue is that is every time something happens to this white dude very early on, it's very quick to say, oh, he's not just white. Like, he, like he's not a white dude. He's a Jewish dude, which makes some of his, like, reasons to do things okay, is what it seems like. It's like, oh, I had to, like, hide this black woman. Oh, I had to do this. And I'm like, that kind of stuff kind of... I, but again, I, I know I have an issue when it comes to people picking and choosing 
when to be diverse. Like it is something I deal with in my personal life. Like I, I understand it, but like because I'm black and I can't hide my blackness when people hide who they are and then use um, their diversity when it becomes like convenient. That is an issue that I have. But also this movie talks, at least for me, talks about that. Um, but again, that's just a it's bullshit yeah. that I, I, I got to get over. And James always tells me, talks to me about it. But I, it's just, uh-huh. it irks me so much. It's like, we can't hide <laughs> who we are. Um, so we can't benefit from that. Yeah, I, I honestly, to that point, I kind of wanted him to. What was his? What was his birth last name? Like, I kind of wanted him to, at some point in this movie, go something in Thal. Wisenthal. I think it was Wisenthal. Wisenthal. Yeah. I wanted him to. I wanted him to at some point embrace Wisenthal, mm, like right. as, as a name, and he never did. And it was that. That was actually frustrating to me. That like. Even though I do think that this movie talks about exactly what you're talking about, that thing that you don't like, like, and they talk about why, I feel like they sort of address it as, as why that's a problem too. But by having him uh, sort of still sort of deny his Jewish heritage and, and even having um, Denzel Washington's character talk about like why isn't thought like you know put it put the names together, Roger like Whitney, no one's gonna believe Roger your and thought, Ugh, I don't like that. Like having him not like it too it was like uh, <laughs> it was like they they ruined it because they kind of set up they kind of set up something like a, a potentially nice payoff of like embracing embracing your heritage and like and. Uh, and death to the ruling class, death to the death to death to white supremacy, um, but like, but then he, <laughs> but then he never yeah. embraced it, which was frustrating. I did not like this movie. I do think that there were some more nuances to the to the race discussion, and like, and knowing that it was a black director, I feel like that uh, does elevate it. Um, yeah, I <laughs> more nuances than what? What are you talking about? Yeah, then like then then. There were there were things that were brought up that I was like, it felt like in a different kind of movie, they might not have addressed certain things like his father-in-law and boss. I felt like that character, the rendering of that character was a look inside of the mind of people like that and in a way that they might not have done a different a different kind of movie might not have done his uh his justification for for what he wanted out of the relationship not being about race being about a love for his being about a love for his mother but while also acknowledging race i thought that was i thought that was interesting and a little bit more nuanced than it than um than than a typical comedy would have been i was super upset that it opens with with a rape joke and then continues to to do it um that was like that was disgusting to me i didn't like that sort of from the white gaze to become black meant to be poor uh live in a certain area and um and go to jail you know like that like that being the downfall of 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 Whitney's character that was like uh cuz we've we've seen this before and I don't know how many times this had happened in film <laughs> up until now you know this might be one of the earliest instances of something like that of like but we've but we've seen that in a lot of movies uh that have come later of like now you're black i think in oh, yeah, i yeah, think yeah. in national security which we reviewed a few months ago 
um, they're like, you know what you are now? You're a black man. And it's like, and the reasonings are always these sort of, these sort of examples that like, yes, there are like, you know, more people in prison are black. The, you know, the, 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 the vast majority of the poor in, in the United States are black, but, but it's like, <laughs> is well, that's that not true. Being... The vast majority of the poor right, but the, in the but United States are, are white. Lar- but there are large, uh, there is, what's the way you're supposed to say it? That there is a higher percentage of black people that are poor than, uh, right. than the percentage of white people that are, that are poor. Right. Um, uh, you know, and so because of that, that's that's it's it's frustrating that like a, a movie sort of sets up like this is what it means to be black. You know, you are now black um, kinds of things. So that was that was that was disappointing. Um, it was so interesting to see Denzel play this part and to 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 act this character and like to know the career that he had after this. Yeah, so many Denzelisms um, but, so early. Uh, so many Denzelisms. Yeah, he was he was like doing the stuff that we he was doing the stuff that but we know to be Denzel. Um uh I yeah, I really really wild, really wild crazy crazy movie. Cool. Are, are you done? Yeah. Great. This movie is absolute trash. There's nothing redeemable about it. The the to compare this movie to any mo- any other movie feels futile <laughs> because of where this the placement and time of this film. It's funny because the Trading Places came out two years later and it's basically doing what this movie, I guess, attempted to do just in a in a much better way um, with a with a much better script. It's it's a complete waste of Denzel's talent. Um, there, like he's not even a main character in the movie. I don't actually even know what the point of this film is. I don't even know what the lesson is that you're supposed to learn. Um, it, I mean, it's extremely, it's so the movies like this, I hate because it, they're so racist and sexist that like, and, and all of their jokes are dependent upon racism and sexism that to be like, Oh, well, it's a commentary on, on that. H- how? And this movie was made in the time of when the movie came out. It's a it's a movie made for that time period with people of that time period. It's contemporaneous. And they're using real horrible things that are happening as like punchlines. Without there's there's no there's no nuance to it. And it is about oh it's about a white dude who like gets to be poor for a little bit and but they make it that about race like the actual race stuff with the police and and things we don't really even get any any actual like admittance of like oh yeah the police are like doing something that's messed up like he gets a he winds up getting arrested to undercut this whole the idea that like it has to do with race it's just like they have they throw in an adr line of like what's this white guy doing here but then he gets arrested anyway we don't see him get arrested obviously um so then it's just like oh yeah if you're in a bad neighborhood you know the cops are going to pick on you whatever i'm i'm so mad that we have to talk about this movie what's up folks this podcast is sponsored by earning life doesn't happen bi-weekly so why should payday the money you earn could be in your hands today with earning. 
Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Think about it. Say you're going out for a special date or it's getting hot, y'all. You might need a fresh outfit for brunch or something nice. Or maybe you just want to feel good and take yourself to dinner. Earning can help you today. Make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoying earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Download Earning today. That's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign in. It'll help the show out. Jump Under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period. See Earning.com slash DOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Cliff Kid, makers of Z Bar. It's the perfect energy snack bar for kids for just about anywhere. Soccer practice? Check. Playground fun? Check. After school dance rehearsals on the other side of town during rush hour? Z Bar is perfect for that too. Soft baked and made with wholesome ingredients like organic oats, Cliff Kid Z Bar is on the go snacking made easy. Visit cliffkid.com to learn more. That's C L I F kid.com. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. Whatever you're into, with Amazon Prime, you can go deep. So if you're all about pop right now, you could watch pop documentaries on Prime Video, discover pop playlists on Amazon Music Prime. And if you're really serious, order a rhyming dictionary with fast free shipping from Prime. From shopping to streaming to saving, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. So, what are you thinking for lunch? Uh, I can't. I'm getting new window treatments. Why don't you just go to Blinds.com? Because I need custom products. Blinds.com products are made to order. And they ship samples to you fast and free. Wow, how convenient. Tell me more. They can even verify your measurements and handle the installation. Plus, their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Well, you've convinced me. Let's go eat. I've got time now. Shop Blinds.com and save 40% on selected products. Rules and restrictions may apply. I have a question. Great. So, and this is this is not to be nitpicky, but this movie is, I, again, I agree it's not good. But when we talk about, like, it's kind of like your question is at the beginning when we were doing the cold open of, like, are there jokes that we've done in the past that we questioned? And I think that there's one thing even li- thinking about this movie now as we just started it, is I'm wondering if things are okay if either the movie, the bit, or whatever is liked. You know what I mean? Like, this whole movie, because it's super racist, I was waiting for someone to say the N-word. I was I was waiting the whole movie. The whole movie. And it finally gets said, and it's Denzel who says it when he's running from the cops, right? And he says the line, um, uh, the, 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 the white dude is like, if you didn't do anything, you just don't need to run from the cops. And Denzel goes, um, there is a reason when the cops run up and say, uh, nigga something, like, you know, basically that that point. And so to me, in my mind is, 
for this movie, which is racist, which is sexist, this movie has now said the N-word. It has now had a rape joke or rape jokes. There are movies that are considered classic comedies that say the N-word multiple times and that also has multiple rape jokes. But I'm just very curious to know, like, when does the... Is it the person that gets the lenience? You know what I mean? Like, is it is it is it is it the the person who gets the okay? I feel like we're you're conflating things now because I, I to me there's not not necessarily wrong with a movie saying the n word. It's like the context and the and what and where it's coming from and what it's being said. Like, I don't just because a movie decide like a movie like Twelve Years a Slave has people saying the n word. It may make me feel uncomfortable. Maybe I don't want to watch it and I can respect somebody who doesn't, but I'm not going to be like, well, that movie's racist because it had white people saying the N-word. Okay, like, you're right. You I'm know, talking about like, comedies. So. Sorry, so let me be very specific. There have been comedies in this era, in this era, even, 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 de- mm-hmm. and I love Trading Places, even dealing with Trading Places, Trading Places, we hear the N-word, Trading Places is low-key, right. like the way they treat um, Jamie Lee Curtis is very sexist for most of the movie. And again, I love this movie. I'm not coming at this movie. I'm just trying to figure out where is where is the line of what is considered tasteful and not. Because that this movie, which is bad, I'll agree, um, Trading Places, which is good, and also Blazing Saddles, which people believe is, is really good, all have these kind of racial and sexist, some of them even have homophobic undertones to them, but two out of the three yeah. are considered great. So I'm like, what makes them considered great if they all kind of do these things in very head-on, low-key offensive ways? It's just this, the, like, if a movie is done well or not. Like, if the movie's, yeah. like, underlying themes at, like, despite jokes that feel offensive or, you know, things that are, like, they have commentary, you're like, wait, actually, I don't think you understand what's going on here. Um, but, like more of it works than films that don't when films that do when it's like it's same thing with comedy like there are stand-ups who do jokes that are that are offensive and that like you know i'm like well i don't i don't like what they did here i don't like what they did there but overall you know they're making really really great points and i'm laughing a lot more than a comedian who's like doing jokes that are also offensive but making no point and their jokes aren't that, you know, um, creative. And so I'm like, I, I, I really don't like this person, you know? Yeah, I feel I was going to I was just going to say to that same end, like, I feel like it's just how it hits you. Like, like when you were like, I was waiting for them to say the N word and they finally said it. I was like, when did they say that? <laughs> just now in my mind? I was like, when did it come up? And then but then I remembered that scene and I remember not having an issue with specifically how that went down, because it to me, it's it was that thing of like, uh, it came after George Siegel was like, uh, why are you running for the cops? You just talk, you just, you talk to the cops and you just tell them what to do. You know, like he was just like, kind of like he was, do, he was doing that thing. Th- these jokes, people make these same jokes today. Right. Of like, of you are coming from this different perspective. You don't, you don't, you don't get it. And then he, and to say like, you know, th- specifically the way that this hit me, you know, to say once the cops have decided, uh, once once something's been stolen and the cops say get back here nigga or whatever it is that whatever it is that Mm -hmm. that happened in that in that scene i was like oh yeah like that's that's exactly right i didn't like the aftermath i thought it was very dumb that (laughs) that all they said was what's that white guy doing in here and then they arrested him yeah 
For what I, reason? Like what? I think, <laughs> like, like what happened? Like, yes, they were I, clearly chasing I, I, somebody I, else. Exactly. <laughs> I will give you that. That Denzel's little like kind of speech there was probably one of the best parts of the movie, and he like, and it actually gave Denzel. I feel like it was the first time Denzel actually got to do mm-hmm. what he's good at. You know, because before he was like he's, he has to come in as like like looking like a stereotype and like maybe it was put on by the end of the movie we we hear like oh okay he's actually this and that or whatever but it was so and i know it's also because i know (laughs) but it was just so weird to see him have to like come in and do honestly a 70s version of a black man and i get it it was 81 so it's like the the decade just switched (laughs) the tail end of it so so like i know you know i i totally get that but it's just like so weird to have him like come in and be like you know like jive talking no i it's very jarring and no it's very jarring it's just i'm gonna tell you guys this is this is the hard part i have and i feel like i have to keep defending it I do not think this movie is good. So I want to make sure that like, I I, I want to make sure I say that, but <laughs> just to I be don't. clear, didn't but, like but, the there, movie. but there is something. And I think, I think things switched for me. Cause I was like, there were certain moments I'm like, huh, why are they talking about this in this movie? And then when I looked it up and saw it was a black dude who directed it, something in me, I guess instantly is going into defense mode of this black guy versus like John Landis, who I know is great. I'm not coming on him. Mel Brooks, who I know is great, but even thinking about, watching Denzel come in and, and Shuck and Jive, when we watch Trading Places, we literally see Eddie Murphy in this thing <laughs> swindling. You know what I mean? Like, he is instantly in swindle mode. And, right. And I I think the thing that I'm having a hard time with is, like, even what you said, Bray, like, I totally believe, like, when jokes hit, like, I even find myself defending comedians who a lot of our contemporaries at UCB and the comedy world who do not like now. Like, I feel like I'll watch a Dave Chappelle special and hear Dave Chappelle do a joke about the car and like waiting in line for like equality. And and I'm like, when he says the waiting in line joke, I get it, but I also get why it's offensive, you know? But for me, it's different because I Dave Chappelle has come so far and has garnered so much respect for me and people, I think like he can get away with it. Like when Bill Burr came out and was like, white women need to sit down with him and take this talking to, Almost every white woman I knew at UCB was like, fuck Bill Burr. But I get it because Bill Burr has built this thing. Whereas Mel Mel Brooks, John Landis, they're so famous, they're so big that I feel like sometimes they are great. But I do feel like sometimes they can get away with certain things that this black dude never was going to do. Sometimes they're untouchable. And and again, I'm not saying this movie's good, but I'm just saying that there's certain things like this dude is saying in this movie, I'm like, yeah, bro, but I just don't think he can do it. I mean, it especially because like using the the um assault the rape joke as an example, um he literally tries to rape his wife. Literally. <laughs> like there's no <laughs> blurred line. She says no a bunch of times. He says open yeah, up or something yeah. like it's like yeah, it's terrible. that graphic. And then, and then to be to the fair, the movie scene. at least acknowledges it. They're like, <laughs> yeah. they're like I mean, it, it acknowledges it in a crazy way. It tells him to cheat. Like, yeah, your your wife. Yeah, like the father in law is like, "Hey, my daughter just told me you tried to rape her," <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, come on, she's yeah. being dramatic. Like, she's no. being hysterical." And he's like, "Look, I get it." I'm like, it's trash. It's so trash. (laughs) And he's like, I get it. Men have needs. That's why you, you know, 
you look for them elsewhere. That's why you cheat. That's why you cheat. <laughs> no, and, and he's like, no, he I doesn't say cheat. She, he says, I, you know, the, uh, what is his name? White, white, uh, Whitley, Paul, Whitley, or, uh, or whatever, Whitley, Whitley, Whitley's like, I don't, I don't cheat. And he, and then the father-in-law is like, I'm not saying cheating. You're, you're doing your partner a favor by giving them less pressure. <laughs> What made me so mad about all of this, too, was I was t- I was telling Kat this that, like, I thought it was I thought that it's funny to have the differences of opinion of like the bedroom isn't a place to get naked versus like I would like and I but I would like to have sex with you like that dynamic. Ugh. That dynamic yeah. was funny, but yeah, it was yeah. so frustrating it, that he took it to the degree. Like, if it, it was, yeah, if it wasn't followed by it was, yeah, a, a rape if you attempt. didn't keep. Sorry, we're saying that word a lot. So, yes, it, right. I know we, the trigger uh, warning uh, is real on this episode. Um, um, if he didn't put his yeah. hands around oh her God. neck, I've... he put his hands around her neck. Like, what is going on? This is the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and this, it's the, it's the, st- here's the thing. I'll say this, especially in comparison to training places, because I think you are bringing up a good point, Jira, that like, why do, why is it okay for, and I don't think it's okay. I don't think it's okay. The offensive jokes for in those, in that movie or this movie. I think the bigger thing for me between the two is that in trading places, we are supposed we're as the audience we're supposed to know that um what's his name dan Aykroyd's character is like this isn't a good dude he's messed up and he's gonna get taught a lesson and it's and and we get to laugh at his despair because it's earned you know it's like he was being racist whereas this movie like we kind of get that but it's so it's so watered down and even to the point of like when we get to like Denzel's speech at the end he kind of is like you saw black like you were you know you were being right nobody ever calls him racist though but he but you know it's implied like you saw black but it's like more about the fact that like hey you had a woman who you loved and you like didn't look at me like her this woman who you love son as opposed to you know I'm just a black dude and I know it's not implying this, but there is this subtle thing of like, okay, so if he wasn't your son, it would be like you treating him this way. Or if you didn't love the black woman who you slept with and then left, you know, then yeah. it would be okay. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, the it didn't feel like the overall picture was like, hey, you're lucky that you're white because you get to have this life. Which I think to me is the message of training places was like it has nothing to do with your skill or your like because it's 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 trying to dispel this myth of of people thinking, well, I've earned my place, you know. I worked hard, I'm smart, I'm this mm-hmm. and I'm that. And they show like and these two and these two white dudes who are the evil dudes of the whole thing are like with a with a freaking devil's bet, right? Are like, I bet that it doesn't matter. I bet it's just our whiteness, you know, and just putting somebody in a position of power that can turn somebody completely around. And they, like, prove that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this movie is, like... I mean, it is... I guess it's, like, if you, <laughs> you adopt Black Sun, 
everything's going to get pulled out from under you. Um, I don't know. You're you're 100% right, because that nuance is so real. And it's one of those things where, like, Trading Places definitely does it better. It's it's, it's interesting because I just think, um, whereas the thing that I do wish this movie had, whereas, like, Eddie has a chance to prove his um, wherewithal and, like, cleverness and his genius, Denzel doesn't. We realize, like, we're told at the end he had it the whole time. We're told it. We're told. Yeah. And that's the thing, that's the rub. (laughs) The only thing that I did like, there is, there's, there's only a couple of lines and and I'm very curious to know, like, how these lines came about in this movie where the main white dude actually says the thing to other white people, which I think, again, I think I'm putting a lot of myself on this. One of the issues I have is like, as much as I want to sit out here and be rah, 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 I know Jenkins is like, there's certain jokes that I won't find funny. It's like, at the end of the day, I know as woke as I can be, I we allies are needed. So even to hear this white dude walk in at the end of the movie to his boss and like, because my son was born, like he talks about black and brown people head on. Like he says it. He's like, because right. they were born with two strikes, they don't deserve what you have. Like, like we never get that conversation in a lot of these movies, especially in that day. And again, the movie's not good, but I do like that he says it head on. And it's basically like, fuck this dude. And he says it a couple of times, like these people, if you are black people should have this thing. And Denzel is there at certain moments to like help signify that moment. But I do think you're right. I do think we needed, we needed Denzel. We needed to see the cleverness. We needed to see, to me, it would have been so much better if Denzel just, appeared like i hate to say appeared but if denzel forced himself into some of these white places and like showed his intelligence over everybody else in the room like i guess this guy was like a marketing guy showed how better at marketing he like because we learn it at the end but it's like we learned that in the last 10 minutes and it's like but this doesn't mean anything (laughs) you know yeah something that i was thinking while i was watching you too that like i would have been far more interested in i mean i probably wouldn't have wanted to see this movie either but i would have been far more interested in everything that was going on with denzel the whole time like not not what's happening to the white man and him losing all of his stuff like what he had to leak his mom died and then he found out that 17 yeah he's 17 years old he found out that his dad is this, or I guess has known, who, who knows when he, when he found out, but that his, his dad is this rich white dude, <laughs> like, this, like this dude who has just at his fingertips, anything he wants. And then he goes there and then, and then has to pretend <laughs> to be, you know, just all the stuff that he was going through was what it, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. Cause, cause you're right. Too. It's like this movie, this right. movie attempts to do something that the, that's so real. And I think I'm only thinking about it because of this conversation that I heard. And it's like, he's, it is a big deal when a, a white person has something with a person of color, especially a black person, especially in the time period, and technically even now to an extent, right? And like, we talk about it, seeing his downfall to me, again, I'm completely okay with, completely makes sense. It's just that negation of what the black person is experiencing that whole time. Like those check-ins just aren't there. Like the fact that we don't hear from a woman really throughout this whole movie. Like his his wife, I, I'm just sad that this actress who plays her. Like I'm like, no, I, I just I just feel yeah. so bad. Oh, God. It's like, 
It's awful. Ugh. Yeah, this. I mean, this movie is. This movie doesn't like. I feel like this yeah, movie yeah, actively it, I, hates women. It, actually, like, because yeah. like, there are some movies that are that are sexist that are like you're like this is sexist and, and chauvinistic or whatever, and then there are some movies that I'm like no, this is misogynist. Like, I feel like you. It's not you redeemable. Don't like women. <laughs> like you. Like uh. you. <laughs> um. This okay. Wait. Let's walk it. Let's walk through it. This this movie starts. We, we talked about uh, the start. Yeah. Like we said. You know. Talked about the start. Yeah, we talked about the start. You know, starts <laughs> with the, uh, yeah, and um, but I, we're also supposed to, and I realize because I'm like, this is a protagonist, so we're supposed to be on his side. That, that's the all, you know. I don't think we're supposed to look at him and go like, what a bad dude, like, because uh, we're she's not likable. You know, she's painted as like, yeah. See, I didn't think I was supposed to like either one you know, of these people. I was like, I don't like this dude. I was like, all these. Motherfuckers. That's true. I think I think the movie for well, me was like. <laughs> You hate, like, don't like any of these white people is how I took the start. I I, I think so, too, though, right? The like, boss, they were all the horrible. wife, the daughter. All, right, the daughter. Like, the daughter like, is terrible. Like, that maid wasn't good either. The maid was low-key. I was, was like, disgusting. This, like, all these people I hate, man. <laughs> this poor, silent, Latina uh, maid. I, oh, my I, God. They said they're importing them. They said... <laughs> Yo... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we're it's never so getting bad. out of this first it's scene. It's so bad. bad. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I will say, so James, okay, I. so this is one of those jokes where, I mean, it really does set the tone of the movie because it's so ra- it's so racist that I'm, that I, it's, um, we, yes. didn't we review Spanglish? Yes. We did, I think. Because yeah. like, you know how in that movie, like, the 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 mother is is racist in that too, but it's like this like subtle racism, you know, like it's, that's nuanced. Whereas this woman just out the gate is like, <laughs> is like, wait, why did you get a new maid? The other one was the other one was like being too fresh or whatever, you know. And then like this one's fresh from literally, she says fresh from Guatemala. Uh, and they, and what does she say? They, like they, 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 they no know problem, how to be subservient. They no problem yeah. um, being um, servants. As she said, being servants. But there is something. But hold on, Bray. Uh, I think you're right. There is something to, and maybe this is just. And I was like, am I supposed to be laughing at this? Yeah, but I'm laughing now. Not. I wasn't laughing when I was watching it. I'm <laughs> laughing now the because it's... beginning, it I was just upset. <laughs> Frowning. But, hold on. <laughs> I frowned until Denzel Washington oh, showed no. up. And yes, then he started like, talking. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yo, the fatty giant. Uh, they said, they said, Lorraine Porter's son oh, is downstairs. No. I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, this Africa down, shirt on. He <laughs> comes Africa in with shirt. an Africa. Oh no! I'm like, oh, oh come no. on, guys. Which would have been cool if he was like some like militant black dude, but he wasn't even that. Nah, he was just. They just wanted you to know he was black. They just, they're just like he's <laughs> like black. Dude. Scared black. Scared white people. He has an a dude, continent of Africa on with his some, shirt with some Nikes on. But hold on, but wait. There is because Bray, Bray, you're right. Put that. They they, Yo, they, they made sure you saw you're, them you're, Nikes. You're right dude. about Bray. Now I think about this right now. Bray. We talk about Spanglish and Tia Leone's character. Like it is nuanced. And the thing is, I think I brought up on that episode. I have that movie, but there is something to. This might be messed up or whatever. It's something to humanizing a character that has racist tendencies that I don't like. You know what I mean? Like, yes. no, hear me out, hear me out. No, no. Oh. Because the thing is, I feel like there's <laughs> we we should we should nuance everybody, but there is something I feel like 
especially in the 80s, 90s, where we don't nuance, 70s, where we don't nuance black characters. They're like literally the jucking and jiving person. And like, we don't right. know their home life. Whereas in this movie, this woman just racist. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care if she's like, at this point, like, I don't care if secretly you feel like you shouldn't feel bad for saying this. You are racist. If you were at your country club with your other white women, you probably would say racist stuff like this without any of that nuance that I would see in a movie directed by a white person. Again, I'm, I'm not okay with it, but it's just like there is something to, in these white directed movies, we will see a racist character not just be racist. It'll be a reason for it. It'll be like, oh, it's racism, but like they are misunderstanding. Then they come to some enlightened moment. Whereas for me as a person, I've experienced people who just say racist shit and they just justify it. Like it's not even justified. It's just like, yeah, this is what I had a person who does not know me, does not know me, was on the elevator. Um, there was a guy who was, was I'm assuming Mexican was on the elevator. He clearly was going to like work. He was in construction, clearly going to a certain floor doing work. And the guy goes, yeah, I think they just got him from that different Home Depot down the street. That's where they get them all now. Apparently they're union. And I was like, wait, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and there is no, that guy could have worked in construction and have been saying something very deep or also he thought, but in that moment, he did not justify. He just said a racist thing to a person he does not know. And so I am okay not trying to defend these white people on a such a regular basis. Like if she is trash in this moment, let her be trash. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm having, I don't know. I don't see it as defending them. I see it as allowing the, an audience to see mm. themselves in racist characters, as opposed to them getting to gotcha, go gotcha. like, I'm not that racist. Like, I'm not like that. And I'm, that means I'm not right. Because the care, I mean, the character who's that in this movie, mm-hmm. we do get him. Literally, Denzel says at the end of the movie, you're a good man. Like, it, and I was mm-hmm. like, why? Mm-hmm. Why is he a good man? Like, because he's, because he kind of stuck with his son uh, like halfway. Like, he was racist throughout this whole movie and he doesn't go like, I mean, he says, like, I saw, yeah. again, <laughs> we, we, we're getting to that moment, but like, I don't know. Like we see him be racist too. When he, when he immediately, when he sees Denzel, he's like, "You're not." You know. Uh, wait, I'm trying to. Oh, think the car when he said ride. when like, he's talking to the doctor or when he's talking to Denzel because he calls Denzel the shade of a car at one point. When he's, he's like not black. He's like that new shade yes. of brown on your. <laughs> yeah, hickory brown or whatever. Hickory brown. But I was gonna say in the car like. He was like, stop calling me dad. Like, call me like, why don't you call mm. me like honky or whitey or Mr. Charlie? And I was like, what? I, yeah. <laughs> what was the point of that? And then he does call it Mr. Charlie or for the whole movie. Whole movie. <laughs> yeah. He's doing it with a smile. It's so hard knowing like, this what? is Denzel. It's so hard knowing this is yeah. Denzel. Like he's so, he's still so good. Okay. It's the Mahershala problem in Green Book. <laughs> What are we supposed to feel know. about Denzel's character uh, in this movie? Truly, I realized the line that Kat wanted me to, to say was the first time he says "Mr. Charlie" casually because it was so. I couldn't believe that Mr. Charlie he's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, no, he when he when he says it casually when they're in the car because he's like, oh yeah, maybe I'll call you Mr. Charlie there, but then we don't know if he's gonna do it. And then in the in the car scene, he's like, but the thing I don't get about that, Mr. Charlie, and you're like, oh no, he's calling him that. Why is he calling him that? Great. Please uh, ask that okay, question sorry. again because that, I, I think that is, that is. What? 
how are we supposed to feel about Denzel's character throughout this movie? How are we black people supposed to feel about Denzel Washington's character? How do you think the audience? How do you think the audience? What do you? What do you feel like? The creators of this film wanted the audience to feel about this this kid coming in. Like, are we supposed to go? Oh no! What a handful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we are right. Yes. Absolutely, hundred percent. So, why is he a handful? Because, well, because he's very black. <laughs> like, it's just because he's just a black dude. <laughs> you know, she the the mom the mom uh, the wife is is scared of him until she sees him in a suit. Oh, you're right. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> I oh, but, but, you know, I was fully James, wrong about scene. him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just he just came in and he and he you know he didn't have uh, the the manners that you would expect uh, for someone to ha- to carry on in an office building like this. Um, uh, he used slang, and uh, I don't know. And he was black. Like that was it. But <laughs> like, he did was, have man. You're saying that, but he did have manners. He had he had very good manners. He came in. He oh, sat down. He put his feet up on the desk. Oh, oh my his, desk? That's my desk. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. He was definitely, he was, yeah, yeah. What he, but, but, <laughs> but, 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 but James, to your point, I, like I'm happy with that scene up. There is something about that scene that does have a little bit of nuance, which I think gets brushed over because the movie's terrible. Uh, I feel like I got to keep saying that to defend it when I talk about it. I don't know. But when he's in that scene and, you know, the wife I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want people. I don't want people to think I'm like liking Yo, this no, movie. Sorry, continue. But there, but there are moments like when he's at that table and and the wife is sitting down. He's talking to him, and Denzel, which is normally the moment where like the black person's in a white scenario and then he blacks it up and it's like, oh no, it's awkward. This movie doesn't do it. What this movie does is they have him con- calmly talk about protesting. Literally, they have him calmly. He 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 doesn't. This isn't like. Why did you get arrested? Exactly. This isn't. This isn't like when Eddie's in the thing and he's doing like the shit. It's like this dude is talking about protesting and singing. We shall overcome, right? And this white woman liked him until that moment, until he said that. This was the part I thought you weren't gonna like, Dara. <laughs> no, but but this is the thing. This thing. I don't. I don't think. Like I didn't think it was funny, but to me, like this is the moment of, you know. You're okay until you have to right until you talk right. about whiteness and like and it's like you're yeah. stepping out of your place now. And then like, they again, said you must never sing that again, song again. And I and <laughs> again never. And it lingers on him. And it lingers. And, and he jokes. He's like, "What do you mean, never?" <laughs> in your own room. <laughs> but that's what it is. You in this scene, Denzel does not use slang. In this scene, Denzel is not right. super. Well, over he the starts top singing. We shall overcome. Denzel doesn't. Yes. At the, but at the end, and the thing about him even singing that song is like, it, I don't know, man. It felt like as he was saying this this story, it felt like he was delivering this information in a way that he was trying to, one, know he's talking to white people, and he wasn't doing it in a stereotypical way, but yet just the fact that he said something offended this white lady. Yeah. And, what, and the reason that this made me laugh was because of the, the expectation of they were like, well, what did you do to get arrested? Like that he had done some horrible crime. <laughs> and then the thing he said he did was stand up for his people. I don't know. That that was what it it hit it it hit me. And as I humorous. get that. And I, and again, it's not yeah. funny. And again, 
It, it was just so no, you're weird. Right. It's in a movie that doesn't deserve it. I guess so. The is it the the funny thing is is just how racist they like. We're laughing at yeah, like, exactly. Wow, they're how, so racist. How racist they also, are. I didn't even know yeah. the movie was supposed to be funny. Like the thing is, it's just like it, it's it's hard because it's I don't know <laughs> like. Is that supposed to be real? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I think we can believe that everything that they're saying, they're trying to say it <laughs> out of a joke. They're they're trying to go for the joke, even if it doesn't. Again, it's it's like a real thing that people believe, but not something yeah. said out loud. Or like, and the fact that they like, he said like I I got hit over the head with a pipe, and like they don't nobody says like. Oh my God! Are you were you okay? No, they're like they're like. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Great. So don't sing that song. That and don't so, that low key, that feel like sometimes I feel like when I talk about black stuff <laughs> amongst white friends or or colleagues, it is just that. Okay, twenty twenty is different. Twenty twenty, everybody asking you how you're feeling, but in 2019, 2018, it was cricket, Joe. It was. It was like. Now everybody want to check in and be like, oh my God, how are you feeling to be black? It's like, nigga, y'all, this is, nothing's, nothing's changed. <laughs> also, to that end, every time they checked in with Denzel throughout the movie, no one ever asked him how he was feeling. No like, point. We never, we, not, a, not a single person checked in to see Including how he was feeling or how he was doing. The Yo, the dad, what did he say? Like, there was a moment in this movie where, when he comes home and he was like, I was out, I was like shoveling, you know, horse manure, you know, for you, whatever. And then like Denzel gets quiet and leaves. Oof, like, I, hated I was like, part. are we supposed to, are we supposed to be on this dude's, this dad's side in this moment? Yeah. Cause he I'm says, like, the, you just let. <laughs> one of the things he says in, in that same scene is, um, until you're able to get a job, I'm the only person who matters. He says something like that. Like, I am the life that's on the line here, not you. Like, he literally just strips him of his worth yeah. as a person. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, what? And and I do think that maybe we were supposed to be on uh, his side, a, which is there gross is something to Damn, I hope we weren't supposed to be on his side, but I think, you're, I think you're both right. There is something to I feel like even what's happening right now is like there is such a defense of white life that anything counter to that feels like an attack. I mean, hence like the whole Black Lives Matter movement. It's like, again, we have all said, we're not saying white people don't matter. We're just saying like, yo, we need help. And like, but there's so many people like all lives because it feels like such a counter attack to them. Damn. It, it, I'm so, man, Denzel should have had a speech right here. He should have been like, yo, excuse me? Like, he should have had a speech. Uh, Th- yeah. And there's so yeah, little of damn. that in this. And, and like, there's so much, much messed up stuff that this dad does up top. For, first of all, oh, when he's like, oh, like, I'll, like, get into the, the, the golf, you know, uh, club. And he was like, no. He's like, yeah, you can come as a caddy. Which, again, is that a joke? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just um, say real stuff and just wanted to be funny. And like, I'm that like, I'm like okay, you can, come as a, you can come as a caddy. And I'm like, am I supposed to laugh because it's like, man, how awful and racist this dad is? Or am I supposed to laugh because it's like, dude, like, are you crazy? You can't be a member mm. of the golf course. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And honestly, what if it's both? And like, and I, what and if I, they wanted, <laughs> what if they wanted? Oh no. What if the point was, they were like, we're going to get the race. The races are going to love this shit. <laughs> what if they, and they were like, and, but like, but what if people laugh at how racist the guy is? Ooh, are we, that's, we're that's cooking with gas here. That's the hard nuance. <laughs> like to me, Bray, the question you asked in the Kodopa, that is that is the issue I struggle with all the time. Is like, is are these jokes like relating to people who are racist? And like, does this is this is this like signify what's funny to them? Because again, like so many people, our president currently watches TV all day, every day. And if this person is only yeah. learning about things from TV, is this just fueling their racist thought process as like, oh, now I can joke about it. Even though we know there's something yeah. deeper to it, or like we can see the bigger meaning behind what is happening, it's like, uh, so should we not say anything? Like, what do we do? Yeah, and and like I keep thinking about like what the overall message of this movie is, and how it is somewhat it's muddled by the fact that like maybe, uh, well, obviously George Siegel's character would have only done would not have cared about uh black people if had he not fallen in love with a black mm-hmm, mm-hmm. W- woman you know and sort of like the the message is like he should be with his family not even though even though they bring back the black and white together uh, lo- uh lyric from we shall overcome a couple times you know to try to to try to show what the connection between Denzel and and George is but mm-hmm. like because the me- the 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 greater message isn't really like there should be integration and people should be together. It is sort of just that he should be with his family. It's, 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 uh, it falls short. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have a sort of bigger, uh, grander meaning to it. Would y'all have made this movie? Like if y'all were Denzel, like right now, none of us is like, let a movie. Would we? Yeah. Well, if, if it was 1981 and I was, you know, or 1980 or whenever it was that he got the script, and I was Denzel Washington. I would a thousand percent have made this movie. Um, the, the scary, the scary part is, is like, <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm yeah, not even talking about 1981. <laughs> I'm talking about like, there's, I'm talking about like You're right about now. Today? Not have led a movie. Let me. There are, there are things that, in, proportionally, I have been up for that I've looked at and been like, this is problematic. And gone <laughs> if I, and gone. I hope I don't get it. And the reason I hope I don't get it is because if I got yeah. it, I would definitely <laughs> do it. <laughs> I, I mean, definitely yeah, that's do that it. fear. Like, yeah. I was watching this movie the whole time, and like, like both of you guys said, the moment Denzel comes on, and you see his smile, see him all young, and you hear him talk, I just the sadness, the sad. I haven't felt sadness like that since I watched Mahershala Ali eat that piece of chicken, and was like, "Is this what chicken tastes like?" I know. This whole movie. Is hey, the scene so in there's Green a chicken Book? There's literally a chicken. You got that carbon copy, baby. Yeah. He literally goes. She goes. Oh, we're having chicken tonight. Oh, I love chicken. I know. I made it especially for See, you. At least, at least yeah. it was and on I the was joke. Like, then he plays basketball and he's bad at basketball. Which, of course, like immediately when he's walking, I I heard the basketball dribbling and I was like, I already know what's happening, and I, and I was so upset. And then, of course, he's bad at basketball. And so Tesla was watching some of this movie with me. And I paused it and I go, what do you think the joke is? Do you think the joke <laughs> is, do you think the joke is, look how racist this dad was that he thought 
his black son was good at basketball just because he's black? Or do you think the joke is, it's hilarious that Denzel is not good at basketball? <laughs> yeah. And she was yeah. like, she was like, it's that he's racist. And I was like, baby, <laughs> I don't think so. But again, but see, that that's really also don't. one of those moments of like, what if they were like, <laughs> yeah, the racists are going to love this. Yes. <laughs> and the, and the, <laughs> you know, and, the, and they were like, and they were like, but also, yeah. you know, it's, we get the fact that he was racist. You're right. Too, you that's know, a problem. <laughs> like, we get, they probably but here's were the, proud here's what they double. Both. What do they, what do they double down on? They double down on the former. Because yeah. after the scene, he goes, after the basketball scene, he goes, I can't believe I got the only black son who doesn't know how to play basketball. <laughs> right. And right. Denzel doesn't go, doesn't quit back with, I can't believe you thought I was good at basketball just because You're I'm right. black. Yep. He You're doesn't say right. that. Never he accepts we what never his father oh, right. says. He accepts oh. what his father says. And he's scared to play basketball <laughs> he knows. because oh. he knows he has an expectation to be good and he's not good as if that's a failure on his part. As a non-good basketball playing black dude, uh, <laughs> I understand. But then, but see, but to that same end, like him not, him not combating that joke, it's still funny to me. Funny. I didn't laugh. But it's still <laughs> funny to me <laughs> to, to, think, <laughs> to think that he was so racist that he thought he got the only, Yo. you know what I'm saying? Like he thought he got the only black kid who wasn't good at basketball. Like plenty of black people don't play basketball and are not good at basketball. Yeah. And we know so that. As this black is a real, this. real life experience. Uh, uh, I started playing basketball when I was in eighth grade. I'd never played it before. Um. Oh, and so yeah. I tried out. Uh, did I, I tell you the story already? I know the story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I tried out for the basketball, you know, whatever this freaking eighth grade basketball league, um, and and I and I and I wasn't good, <laughs> and I got on this team <laughs> that my my friend's dad coached, and my friend like later on was like, yeah, my dad was so upset that like you weren't good and i was like what he was like yeah he thought you were he thought you were gonna be good because you're black <laughs> and i was like but i tried out and in the uh, try i was like in the tryouts i wasn't good he was like yeah he thought you were just having an off oh, day no. <laughs> oh no it's Aaron, so messed up oh. but this was how like tall, a how tall like, were you at the time bray i was <laughs> like i was like five oh, you weren't foot. even tall Oh, you weren't even. I tall. was short. No, I was oh, just no. saw your race. <laughs> I was oh, no. It was a hundred this year. A hundred percent about. Ra I uh -huh. wasn't tall. I was shorter than everyone. I was one of the shortest. I can't even kids. imagine a short brain. And I wasn't good at the tryouts. And he picked me. I think he picked me like second or third. Like I, he picked me very uh, early on. Because he get thought I was going to be good. The season. Of course, a break, break can now play. Well, better throughout the season. Well, I, Who knows? I'm, be I'm better now. I'm way better now. I wasn't better throughout that first season that I ever played basketball the first time in my life, and I was short. Of course not. How would I? How? You know, you're well, you're well, you're black, so you're innately good at sports. You're yeah, that melanin, bro. That melanin you didn't know, just. But there is kick something in. even even reworking some of these scenes. I do agree with you guys. There is something when I think about with you know, 
Blazing Saddles and, you know, Trading Places that the black person does get the response. You know what I mean? Like, Eddie gets the the response back. The sheriff, like, little gets the response. Whereas, like, in this one, Denzel doesn't say anything. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't defend himself. Yeah. He, I, yeah. I'll also say this, too. I like that this is a totally different movie, but in in um, Tropic Thunder, when Brandy T. Jackson yes. just smacks um, yeah. Robert Downey <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's like so Brandy. He comes at him so hard, and I guess you know, I probably would never work with the Farley Brothers, even though I auditioned for one of their movies, which I still thought was kind of shaky. But the thing that Mahershala doesn't get to do a lot in that movie is what Denzel does in this movie. Like he doesn't get to when he defends himself in that movie. The white dude still has the upper hand, which I think in this movie is kind of the same, except for Denzel is just silenced for most of it. It's like, so I don't know which one's better. Is yeah. it like to be silenced or to try to defend yourself and still get silenced yeah. on top of that? And I know that I defended this speech uh, at the beginning of the podcast, but now that I'm thinking about it and the more we talk, it's like, even in that speech at the end, he's like, I liked seeing your life fall apart, which is like, cool, because yeah, <laughs> you, you might. <laughs> Right. Like this dude abandoned you, like did not abandon your mother and you like you would like it. But he also doesn't get like any jabs in at all. Like there's no. Here's the the other thing I don't like about it is that. (laughs) We we hear that and I and I I'm there's a part of me that was like, well, why didn't I see that movie? Because I didn't yeah. really see a movie in which the sun... It's like it's almost as if... And, and I guess that's his fate. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a stronger commentary. It was like this character, Denzel's character, just came and was like, I literally, all I have to do is show up. And the fact that I'll... Oh, no. He says, you know what? His plan was just to get him to say something mean so he could punch him. And then that was it. He, and yeah. then he was like, and then your life started to fall apart, which I was like, oh, cool. This is fun, too. You know, so he had no real agency and he didn't like he wasn't. I would have rather a movie him come and like try yeah. to mess his yeah. life up. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. because he has just cause like like, I mean, who knows if the if the 80s would have been r- ready for this. But he does have cause because that is his father and he did abandon them, you know, like so for right. him to show up. And uh, and attempt to ruin his life. It's like, yeah, you're my dad and you and, left me. <laughs> and know that these people are racist and like all he has to do is like a couple of little things that they would forgive anybody else for, you know, but won't for him because he's black. Here's the thing I didn't like about that two strike speech because he goes. I'm upset, yeah. not he and he literally says, this, I'm upset, not that he was born with two strikes, but that you won't throw mm. the third pitch. And I'm like, so you're not upset that he was born with two strikes? What are you talking about? So to me, what that's saying is like, just give them a chance. And then if they mess up, you gave them a chance. And it's like, no, absolutely not. You give them an equal, like there's an equal opportunity, not, uh, well, they had two strikes. We can't help that, but we can throw another pitch. Yeah. Yeah. They had, and they had a few, you You can help that. Yeah. Yeah, they had a bunch of missed moments where they'll be like, this is the lesson. And you're like, no, <laughs> you're like, you're that's only the doing the bare minimum if that's the lesson, you know. The, um, yeah. the other thing that was like, and I, and I, again, I didn't know if this was supposed to be a joke. I guess it was like, it, and it was kind of funny when the wife was like, <laughs> was like, she's like, you know, we're helping out like, it's like helping out underprivileged youth. And she's like, 
we've we've given them welfare. Uh, yes. Uh, oh my God. Uh, civil rights. Whatever. <laughs> Haven't we given enough? Yeah, and I was like, know. are we? <laughs> But, but wait, the reason why I thought it was a joke was because it in, it ended with four yes. TV programs. Well, <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> Had it not ended with yeah, four you're right, you're right, you're right. I think what Disney tries program. to do, and I don't, and this is the thing I don't think it does well because again, we keep wondering which one is a joke, which isn't. I think what they do is they keep taking phrases that I feel like white people will say casually, right? And they're trying to put it in a context where you can see that as racist, but there's just, they're just like laying it there. They're not trying to put it in a way that like, like how Brillock was saying, is like, you can relate and see like yourself and some of these white people. I feel like what it's doing is being like, hey, this is racist. And white people can go, see, I don't say, I, I may have said it, but I didn't say it like that. And they can easily like separate themselves. I mean, you know, yeah. if anything, also... This movie could have had a swirl, okay? And I'm not a swirl person. No, what? no, hear me okay. out. I'm leaving. <laughs> hear me I'm out. Off. This it black totally could have. Son, who is handsome, who is charming, is in this world, and we don't see him actually in the world. Like we don't see, we don't see him at the country club. And again, like I understand, like I don't want to see people just be racist to Denzel, but I also want to see, I do want to see how this this kid is super smart who is charming and kind of can like work his way around certain things like again we as three black men we do not just live in a totally black world when we develop things with production companies when we do things in pitches it is usually with white people at the end whether they're good white people quote unquote yeah. or like racist white people it's like we don't know when we go into these rooms right and we got to maneuver in a certain kind of way there's even nuance to the racism we experience you know and it's like it would have been cool to see denzel Work that. It'd been very interesting to see Denzel be in a scene with a white woman who may have been trying to be woke, but then low key be right. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I just felt like there was, we just missed yeah. Denzel, period. And we could have had a swirl. You just know, though, that like a swirl in this movie would have been yes. so yes, fetishy. Right. Like it would have just been so like, oh, you're <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be with the dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's all that would have been. I would have made so mad. Like when the daughter first looked at him, I thought I she was like liked him, but then she was just then she, she was just, just racist. Him. She was just uh, I knew he would cause problems. Like, wait, what problem? Uh, guys. Well, you know. Oh man. Sometimes we pick a movie. We didn't talk the about the burglar oh, joke. No, no. I, Which one? No, 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 no. Which joke? The burglar. the burglar joke. I was so mad. I was like, I, I can't think believe it was doing this. I, I I didn't think that scene was happening. I, I thought like, coming. oh, he's gonna like yeah. just move right away and steal <laughs> steal the thing. I did not think. Men are trash, dog. This is so nah, trash, man. This. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then and then she was like, I knew it was you the whole time. I knew it was, it was like, you. And we were like, this. all right, okay, but stop this. <laughs> All right, but here's we, the thing. We, we've here's had to the thing. This the for audience. A long time. Here's the thing. The audience didn't know, and you wanted right. us to and laugh. How was that scene so. supposed to be fun? <laughs> it was so many scenes later. It was. She said that. So well, it's many funny that she wanted later. to. It's funny that she wanted it. It, it was right. like a, a, a rape fantasy. So yeah. that's that's yeah. that's what's funny. Yeah, and like, and the way that he, the way that he talks about it afterwards, is like she was. That was the most. That was the best sex we've ever had, and it was with so when you know, she thought I was, I was somebody this article else. Yesterday about toxic masculinity, and it was like you know, people blame toxic masculinity for just bad behavior, 
and perpetuating just bad actions. And it came up, it came up because um, it's an old article, but it was about um, Jonah Hill was doing interviews um, about his movie uh, mid nineties. And people were asking about um, super bad and like, you know, as much as I love super bad, there's a lot of issues and things he says and how he fantasizes about jewels yeah. and stuff like that. And he was, and he was talking about toxic masculinity and, this one article was like, well, the thing he's getting wrong is that this is just bad male behavior. It's like toxic masculinity is certain things that you may not know. It's like certain nuances, things that are perpetuated. But these, these are things that we know are bad. When they wrote this movie, it wasn't like assaults weren't happening. It wasn't like these were things that were okay. It was like they knew this was bad. It was a very bad thing. And they doubled down mm-hmm. on it. We had that long-ass opening scene. And it was almost like, oh, don't worry. We're going to make sure we let you know that this is okay by bringing it back and like justifying everything he wanted in the beginning. You know what I mean? It's this is bad. This is bad. You know, it's like, it's just a bad. Yeah. And I, and I know you said you were going to talk about it more than you, than you ended up doing, but like, I don't even remember, I don't remember Blazing Saddles. It was five years ago. It was five years ago. Watched it. I don't even (laughs) know. (laughs) Yes. But I don't even know how it would hit me if I watched it right now. Like if I watched it today, I don't even know if it would hit me the same way that it did then. That was five. First off, yeah, true. But five years, I will say this, and I will admit this podcast has changed my perspective on a lot of things in five years. Because I feel like the nuances of how we talk about is tainted a lot of how I watch movies because I'm in a movie like, Come on, man. The sister ain't doing nothing in the movie. Like, you know, like, what the dude, black dude yeah. shouldn't do that. And so, like, it changes it, but it has allowed to even have this discussion, which, you know, we started kind of hot, but I feel like if this was five years ago, this would have been a Blazing Saddles, like, yell fest, but it's like there are nuances to, you know. Yeah, who knows? I, pro- I could have loved this movie five years ago, and I hate that. <laughs> I hate that possible reality. <laughs> that possible reality where right after Blazing Saddles, we watched this, and then I was like, "This movie's not great." Or <laughs> like I can't imagine. I, I hate that oh, that that man. could be real. <laughs> oh my god! Well, here we are. Denzel's first movie. <laughs> the other thing that's so sad is that we know. Because even it's so funny because we talk about this a lot. And I, I think early on, people used to say to us, like, we would get a lot of comments that were like, well, it's not fair to judge a movie by like today's standards in the past, you know? And and we were like, yeah, but the the fact is these things are being repeated over and over and over and over again. So it's like it's like it, it, there's subtle changes, but there are some things that like haven't changed at all. Like we're still making chicken jokes you know what i mean like like green book won the best best picture in an era in which diversity like this was after oscar so white two times and like in an era where like they're like we're changing and we're caring about diverse films and then they gave that that, that's different that's different because you know what i mean that character didn't know what fried chicken was so he was learning it wasn't he didn't know he didn't know it was oh, racist. Right, yeah. He, yeah. Listen, I get it. It's a different type of joke. <laughs> I I rehearsal of no. Yo, I watching oh, that is, was like watching Denzel. I'm sorry. It's like it, it hurt. It hurt to watch this black man do it. 
Like he had his Braylock, you just did the fingers, man. His fingers were pointed in the air. <laughs> I want that to no. be. Can we get no. a sound bite of no. just that <laughs> we could just play every time some, a movie does something <laughs> trash? We can just play the sound bite of Merchandise. He didn't know who Sam Cooke was. <laughs> Yo, this movie was, and then he goes to the, and he has to like, he's so sad when he goes to the, like he has nowhere to go for the holidays, and he's just so lucky that this white dude invites him into his home and it won an Academy Award like a year ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just wrote a a, 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 a line about a, a skateboarder not knowing what an Ollie was in two drafts of a, of a script. And then no one said anything about it. And then I cut it out because I was like, I know I'm offending skateboarders. Like no skateboarders yeah, me is. But I knew, <laughs> I was like, they're, they're gonna know what this is. And it's the same thing to be like, he's never had fried chicken and doesn't know who Sam Cooke is. He knows he's had both both of those things <laughs> he's experienced. I don't I don't care what the book says. Hey, well, you know what? He knows hey, what that is. Before break, I see it in your eyes. I think there's a brighter point to this that, you know, after this movie, Hopefully, mm-hmm. Tenant will be out, or um, um, or Regina King's movie that talks about Sam Cooke and Malcolm X. So, you know, you know. Okay. So we have those movies on on the horizon, you know. Hey. And I want to apologize before Bray <laughs> shades me because he's getting to Tesla level shade. I've been realizing um, <laughs> before he shades me. <laughs> I've been learning from uh, the master. Uh, uh, young listener who keeps saying we should do a soldiers. Um, Story, we gonna do it. We, I, we trick, we trick yeah, Bray into doing this one instead. We're going he fought to for do you. It. He fought for you very we're, hard. Man. But we had to do it. I'm glad we did it. This movie needed to be trashed. <laughs> We've trashed this movie. It's also Denzel's first movie. We talked about a lot of great stuff Braylon today. Braylon looks so sad. You so sad. Okay, but Braylon it's his first so movie. <laughs> it's his first movie. We should do everybody's oh first movie. Oh my god! Could now. you Let's imagine? <laughs> Let's go through and find everybody's okay. first well, movie. Okay, but we're not going to do like a first movie where no, somebody's no, no, in no. it for like uh, a no, one scene. No, no, they have to have a part at least the size of But then how do you do that? Denzel's because then, because I would do that, but then bigger. like you think about the first movie, if we did Viola's first, you know, big movie, it would probably be Doubt, but she's only in that for like 15, 20. Doubt? But she got an Oscar. Nom. She yeah, win? yeah, nom. yeah. She win? Nom. She nomination. Okay, that if y'all want to hear that, tell us about it, and we'll we'll do it. We'll we'll maybe do a Patreon, <laughs> or I'll do one by myself. The black, the, because the yes. black boy is a part of it part too. Of he does have. He's not in it that much, even though he's well, she's also an out of sight, isn't she? He's not in it that much. Yeah, she doesn't talk much. And man, Viola Davis came a long way. Doubt, doubt oh is my goodness. heavy, yeah, heavy. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, this was fun. We, we should. Um, we should have did Cry right. Freedom. Yep, this was yeah. great. One. Let's wrap this um, up. <laughs> yep. Cry Freedom would have been. <laughs> I don't do bits anymore, but honestly, maybe Carbon Copy will be a part of a bit. <laughs> honestly, no. No, James. <laughs> We're going to be... No, James, we don't need this. No. It's what, not worth what, it. Just what would happen if I brought up Carbon Copy James, in every episode? No, we don't need this. Like, we don't... All right, I'll think about it. No, oh, like, we didn't say no, think we about don't. It. I'll think about it. Yeah, no, no we don't. I, I hear you guys. I'll think about it. <laughs> we don't remember. We don't want to remember this movie. Okay, so I think we're cool to just move on. Yeah, man, come on. Okay, you're right. Okay, we're, you're right. We're yep. gonna move mm-hmm. on, yep. James. 
This episode is brought to you by the new Disney Plus original series, American Born Chinese. Based on the graphic novel by Jean Luen Yang, American Born Chinese tells the story of an average teenager that becomes entangled in a battle with Chinese mythological gods. This star-studded cast includes Academy Award winners Michelle Yeoh and Ki Hoi Kwan, plus Daniel Wu, Jim Liu, and Ben Wang. American Born Chinese, premiering May 24, exclusively on Disney Plus. Priceline presents. Go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to sixty percent off select hotels to Costa Rica or five star hotels for two star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline. dot com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I- I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I love driving with Uber because I have access to twenty four seven live support, which is really great because I like to drive at night. I like to know I have support in the middle of the night or early in the morning. I can chat with a live agent twenty four seven. As a female driver, I get it. You need to feel protected, and Uber has our back for sure. Uber, earn like a boss. Sign up to earn today at uber.com/boss. All right, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we <laughs> like them, but whether or not they help the. <laughs> if y'all can see John, the cause. If y'all oh, no, did this help the cause? <laughs> Hold on, of leading <laughs> black actors in Hollywood. Wait, did this help the? Wait, <laughs> This, this movie. Is, this, I watched this first movie. Did this help the cause? I know you got to set it up. But black this, yo, I want everyone at home before we do. Listen, <laughs> if it's if it's somewhat helped the cause, we give it Bray, a white. For everyone palm. at home, the visual is Braylock shoulders are real tense. And if it didn't help the cause at all, we don't. <laughs> Braylock shoulders tense. His head is tilted to the side. Uh, <laughs> I'm so mad that. I'm so mad they showed the picture at the Yo. end of this black woman who we never yes. get to see, and they're like smiling and laughing like it's an inside joke. And I'm like, what? Cat was like, Cat was like, why did that matter? This woman I was is like, dead, I... and you never <laughs> showed oh. her before. This is great. <laughs> How dare you? I think it was you? just because he f- had forgotten what she. Lo- he said he had forgotten. It had been so long that he had forgotten what she looked like. It had been, you know. Yeah, he said that there was that there was a line like that. So I think that that was why it but was I supposed did love to be her. nice that he had the picture. <laughs> I loved her. Oh, boy. Mm. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. You going to do the cut now? <laughs> All right. Three. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh, man, how, what do we do? Okay. Two. Ah! One. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, okay. not giving it up. No, of course not. <laughs> no, Denzel didn't do another movie for three years after this. This movie almost ruined Denzel's career. It didn't help him out. He had to patiently wait. To try to find a better movie so he wasn't stuck with this mess. And then the Negro Ensemble Company helped him out. They were like, listen, the soldier story is about to be Yo, a movie. also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Moved into squat. Black people had black people had to resurrect Denzel Washington's dead career. <laughs> 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 
They're like, no, don't introduce it on Denzel Washington. Not on this one. Oh my goodness. Nah, there was nothing in this. There is, it's so hard to even get a glimpse of like what would make Denzel good for after this movie, you know? Yeah. Like he wasn't bad, but it wasn't like, there was not, he, he didn't get it. It wasn't even like Eddie in 48 hours or, or something where you're like, oh, like, man, this dude's got something, you know? Like he was, he was definitely attractive and there is like, he has charisma, but he doesn't get to do much. He doesn't really get to be funny. Like, was there, Mm-mm. did he even have a joke? <laughs> no. All his no, jokes I mean, were not. Yeah. yeah. They were all like stereotypes. Him singing, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for going on this journey with me. I appreciate it. I sincerely was just scrolling through stars and saw that this movie <laughs> existed. I didn't even know it existed. That's true. I mean, no, I think and we I'm really happy is, we've talked this, about it. <laughs> this was a painfully bad movie. We always joke that we have, like, Black people have to do parts they don't want to do. Like, we've joked about how all of us have played, like, a drug dealer or have been arrested on camera. And to see not only one of the greatest Black actors, but one of the probably greatest actors to ever exist have to do a movie like this. When he comes on, he is smiling, and he is literally jucking and jiving. You know what I mean? And if you didn't make it to that yep. final end of the movie, you didn't get to see the Denzel acting because he only gets one scene to act. You know what I mean? And he had to... My the, the thing I want people to really take away from this is like, when you think about Black actors and you hear people like, oh, they always complain. No, no, no. Our greats start here. Like, even our greatest still have to go through this bullshit that we are telling you in 2020, we still have to go through. Like, we sat here and said that even now, I have not gotten the movie, right? I would consider doing a movie like this to just get a movie. You know what I mean? Braylock has told you there are parts he's like, yeah, I hope I don't get this because there are offensive parts and you still have to do the work. Just like Hollywood right now, behind closed doors are trying to pretend like they got fun black cops. Every part now is a black cop. Like, that's that's the new thing. It's like, oh, there's problems with police. We can't just have white cops chasing down black folk. Let's get some black folk still chasing down black folk. It'd be different if these cops was going into Beverly Hills and arresting some of these racist white folk, but we ain't doing that. We just putting the black cops in Harlem or the black cops in Crenshaw. You know what I mean? It sucks that they do. We're sitting here talking about like James suggests do everyone's first movie. And we're telling you that it's hard to do because in these movies, these people ain't starring in them. Viola Davis, I think played in Out of Sight. It was her and Isaiah Washington. I think she's like on drugs in the jump. Like I think Jennifer Lopez comes in to bust in the house. Like that is why she's in the movie. And that's Viola fucking Davis. Like, you think about Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington is in Save the Last Dance as the pregnant sister. You know what I mean? The pregnant sister. Like, our greats are fighting out of these fucking stereotypes. Like, these are people that we... Fucking Sam Jackson, his big breakout was a goddamn crackhead. Holly Berry played a goddamn crackhead with a heart. You know what I mean? This shit sucks, you know? It sucks. And the thing that makes me even more mad now that I'm talking about it <laughs> is that today we would still take one of these parts and hope that we could get it and get us somewhere else. Like, this shit ain't fucking changed. Unless, it's not unless funny, we but it make doesn't it. end. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not funny, Michael but it's B, endless. Think, I heard Michael B talk about something that is so real. 
and people be like, oh, Michael B. Sex Man and Lamb. My, the reason we really, really know Michael B. in the way that he does is because of a black man who saw him as one of the only black people on TV and was like, all right, I'm gonna make a movie. I know this black guy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he should be in it. Michael B. started off playing a drug dealer, all right? He was a young one who got murked, okay? Like, he got murked as a kid. Then he went on to be in another movie. We played it in The Privileged Kid. He was on a super white show, Parenthood, where he played another thug. And then a black guy, a black guy did that. A black guy got him where, like, it takes us to an extent to help each other out. But the thing is, it's so few of us in these positions. It's like these gatekeepers, we're looking for them to put the whole community on their back. You know what I mean? It's like, God damn. <laughs> Literally, we talked. All right, I'm about to be done. Lapita, we talked about Lapita. Lapita got her start playing a goddamn slave, right? A slave. And then her face, her, not a CGI version of her, we didn't see until she produced a movie for herself to physically be in. And then it took another black person or black people to put her as leads in movies. This is a woman who won an Oscar, a woman who Hollywood fetishized, oh my God, her skin, her beauty, blah, 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 and they didn't physically put her in a fucking movie. Moss and Star, whatever the fuck Star Wars, they didn't need to be, she didn't need to be no goddamn little CGI person that's fucking, come on, man. I love that. You're that was so her big mad. movie after that, Brave. <laughs> her big movie after that was playing Moss. Well, she was also, uh, don't forget, she was also a jungle book. Screw you, Braylock! <laughs> Thank wow. you so much for listening. You can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, blackmanpodcast.com. is our website. You find links to our merch. We got shirts. Uh, we have that Hancock t-shirt, which I think is a cool one. You know, get it get it for a holiday. We got masks, you know what I mean? You, get, you got holiday gifts that you can get. Uh, we have a defunct Patreon. If you've never listened to it, why don't you pop on, you know, $5, listen for a while, and then come off. If you rate and review us five stars, we'll give you, um, on iTunes, we'll give, read your review on the air. This one is from Hamlet from Reduced Shakespeare Radio Show. Ooh. One of my favorite podcasts. Your review of Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, was magic. <laughs> I love your idea of tagging children watching the film. Your podcast episodes bring me joy. I feel like I'm in the room with their lively conversations. I laugh and rant along with them. I enjoy the way discussions go from film plots to characters to actors to your own lives and careers. You give a full sense of what it's like to be a working actor in Hollywood. Your insights on black life, working, loving, laughing, as well as frustrations of trying to thrive within the racist system help the cause. Your podcast inspires me during this pandemic and the road back to working. Thank you for inviting us into your moments of bantering and friendship and Oh, ideas. that was really nice. Wow, that was really nice. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Hamlet. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, awesome. Thank you, guys. You can follow me at John Braylock. You can follow me at James Third Comedy. Third is 3RD. You can follow me at Gerard Milligan. Forever. <laughs> Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. 
What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!